Support for this podcast comes from you. And Biogen, committed to transforming the treatment of neurological disease. Biogen is working to develop life-changing therapies for people with multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, ALS, and spinal muscular atrophy. Biogen.com science. Support for Innovation Hub comes from Cambridge Savings Bank. Introducing the CSB1 package, a checking account combined with investing through Connect Invest to help you build a better tomorrow. CambridgeSavings.com slash CSB1. Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. I used to think that being afraid of flying on planes was kind of silly. Because if you look at it statistically, it's a lot more likely that you're going to die in a car crash. And most people are not afraid to drive home from work. But recently, I've noticed when I'm sitting on a plane and it's about to take off, I start thinking, what would happen if this plane crashed? Like, what would my family do? Would they be okay? And these sorts of thoughts are all running in the background. I feel like they're kind of beyond my control. But they underscore the fact that planes make a lot of people scared, including Eugenia Chang, who's a Wall Street Journal columnist. She's the author of the book Beyond Infinity. Eugenia, welcome. Thanks for having me. So in some ways, I just told a story about flying, but in some ways, right, this is a story about statistics, Yes, it's a story about statistics and probability and how we can use mathematics and logic to understand our emotions. Because what I noticed about my fear of flying is that no matter how many times somebody told me the same thing, oh, it's Mm. much more likely that you'll die in a car crash, it didn't make my fear go away. And I think I'm a reasonably logical person. I am a mathematician after all. So I wanted (laughs) to get to the bottom of this instead of just telling myself I was stupid. Because if I keep telling myself I'm stupid. My fear stays there and it doesn't help. So let me just go back to the statistics again. And you can tell me how you uh, worked against this or why or even why your fear stuck with you. But you say in 2016, just 271 people died in commercial plane crashes worldwide compared with 1.3 million in road crashes. So in some ways, the statistics really do kind of underscore the fact that it's kind of silly to be scared when your plane's about to take off. And even if you take into account that a lot more people are on the road, an even more extreme statistic, I I discovered that in the last 10 years, I think according to the data I found, actually nobody has died in a commercial plane crash in the U.S. Wow. Which is quite impressive. So it's very unlikely you're going to be harmed when that plane is about to take off. And yet I and many other people are still terrified. So something Mm. has to be going on. I don't think it's fair for us simply to say everybody is stupid. So what is going on? I decided that it's about three things. One is to do with conditional probability, which is one of those things that can be very confusing if you ever took any kind of stats class in school at some point. Conditional probability is the probability that something will happen given that something else has already happened. And Mm. so in this case, I think it's about the probability that Supposing that there has been a plane crash, what is the probability that you will die given that a plane crash has happened? So it's about the amount of control you have after it's happened. And that probability is awfully, awfully bad. Hmm. So there are plenty of car crashes that are sort of minor car crashes or the safety features of the cars are really fantastic at the moment. So all the airbags go off and everyone's wearing a seatbelt and then you can survive. And that's the thing that terrifies me. It's the fact that 
okay, I know that a plane crash is unlikely, but if it does happen, it's a, it's a pretty dire outlook. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I realize that my fear is much more related to conditional probability than absolute probability. That's interesting. So you've kind of switched from the probability that this plane will crash, which is not very good, to the probability that if it crashes, uh, you're not going to be around anymore, which is actually very, very good. Mm-hmm. And so it showed me that to try and convince myself, I needed to switch from thinking about conditional probability to probability. And that was actually much more helpful to me than simply telling myself I was being illogical. So another thing that helped me think about it is the math of expected values. So the expected value is the probability that something will happen multiplied by what you get out of it. So, for example, the probability of winning the lottery is very small, but then the expected value, mm-hmm. you take that probability and you multiply it by the jackpot because right. that's what you would actually get out of it if you right. did win. Right. And so for me, the expected value, as it were, of dying in a plane crash is so bad, it's infinity. It's infinity <laughs> bad. Right, and so right. <laughs> no matter what I multiply that by, the expected value is infinity. Because if you multiply infinity by anything, it's still infinity, right? right, right. And so the expected value for me is negative infinity. So no wonder I'm terrified. <laughs> So what did you do to, I mean, are you still just completely terrified to take planes or did you talk, did you, uh, you know, sort of work with yourself to, you know, take yourself down a few notches when you're on a plane? Well, there was a final thing I noticed and that was to do with rate of change. And that is not just the probability, but the way in which the probability is changing as it goes along. And I realized that the the time when the risk is really getting bad is during takeoff. So you go from pretty zero risk, you're just sitting calmly in a plane, stationary on the floor, and then you start taxiing and then it starts revving up. And during takeoff is really dangerous. That's when lots of bad things happen. And Mm. so the probability and the expected value shoots from zero to infinity in that time of takeoff. And so I realized I needed to just focus on my state of mind during takeoff. And I actually overcame it using some cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. I realized that what was triggering me to think about it at that point was the sound of the engine revving up. Hmm. And so I actually downloaded the sound of an engine revving up. And I sat at home (laughs) on my couch and I listened to it over and over again until I associated that sound with me sitting on my couch at home instead of thinking about the probabilities in the plane. And that really helped me. Did that work? When Now when you're in a plane, do you kind of feel like you're on your couch at home? I do. It reminds me of being on my couch at home. And I... I have to admit that still my best technique for for not being afraid during takeoff is to be so tired that I fall asleep before takeoff. <laughs> um, by the way, for people who are scared of planes, when you say it's pretty dangerous when you're taxiing down the runway, you, like you're about to, to take off, it's not, I assume it's not actually that dangerous. Oh, I mean, I, I don't mean it's actually <laughs> dangerous, but that's when the probability goes right, up. the mass. Okay. It's, it is, where if something is going to happen, that's when it's most likely to happen. It's still very, very unlikely. And actually, rationally, if you're, if you're close to the ground, it's much less dangerous because you're still very close to the ground. Are there other things you hear, like in the news or whatever it is, um, that show you that we have not a great grasp on statistics and that sometimes leads to these ira- maybe not irrational fears, but fears, let's say, that are maybe not in line so. with statistics. 
Yes, and I think it is to do with expected values and conditional probability because some people have a fear of something and that if you're, if the, the outcome is much worse, then even though the probability is small, then we'll be much more afraid of it. And so it's not just about the sheer probability. And so there are things like dangerous dogs where mm-hmm. some people think the idea of being attacked by a dangerous dog is so much worse than being in a car crash that although it's very unlikely that fear is worse mm. and so my other my other foible of fear is walking over grates in the sidewalk I heard, grades, yeah. yeah, I heard about <laughs> someone in New York who fell down that the Great collapsed and he fell down it and died. And that sounded to <gasps> oh, me like no. such a terrible, it just sounded so bad. It sounded way worse than dying in a car crash. And so now I won't walk over grates. And so the other thing is that that the the inconvenience to me of not walking over grates isn't that much. And so I might as well take that step, <laughs> as it were. Whereas not getting in a car would be be pretty inconvenient in modern Hmm. life. And so I feel like I sort of have to deal with that, even though the danger of cars is is quite high. And I'll mitigate it by wearing my seatbelt and things like that. Whereas stepping around a grate is not a huge inconvenience. I apologize to people in the sidewalk who I sort of get in the way of them when I step around (laughs) the grate, but I will not step on a grate. Um, Are you telling me that before you read this story about the guy in New York, you were fine walking over grates? I wasn't completely fine. I didn't feel great about <laughs> okay. it. But this spoke were. to a somewhat pre-existing fear that you had. <laughs> yes. So when okay. I heard this story, I felt validated. And I think sometimes validating people's fears is important because otherwise, otherwise I certainly feel the need to play up the fear more. If everybody tells me I'm being stupid, then I feel like I have to, to show that the fear is real. Have you ever thought about collecting statistics on people falling through grates to see if it's, in fact, uh, you know, a fear a that you should have? There was a wonderful episode on, I think it was on WBZ on Curious City, where they actually looked into this in Chicago. And you know what? I felt validated again because I'm not the only person with this fear. So if anyone's listening out there, you're not alone. And <laughs> I think it's all about infinite, ex- infinitely bad expected values. And that is the rationale behind it. And I think that we need to defend the fact that our fears are rational. We just have to look a bit harder to find what is the rational explanation for them. Eugenia Chang is a scientist in residence at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and she's the author of the forthcoming book, Thinking Better, The Art of Logic in an Illogical World. She's going to join us over the next few months to talk about how math intersects with our daily lives. Eugenia, thank you so much. Thank you. So Eugenia mentioned that there hasn't been a fatal commercial plane crash in the U.S. in the last 10 years. We realized after we talked that that is very close to being true, but not quite. In 2009, a regional commuter plane crashed on the way from Newark, New Jersey to Buffalo, New York. 49 people died. Support for Innovation Hub comes from Cambridge Savings Bank. Introducing the CSB1 package, a checking account combined with investing through Connect Invest to help you build a better tomorrow. CambridgeSavings.com/CSB1